This is a HeadGum Podcast. In 86, N.M. Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club Mystery. Okay. Gotta keep this one High and tight, because uh, Sarah is going to go see a movie tonight. What movie? Uh, something with Cary Grant. I think he's dead. Okay. I think it, he died some time it ago. Is, it is a child trying to get through the pen. Oh, it's, and what's he have to say? Cyril? Boy? Boy? Hi, monkey. I can see your little hands. I can see his little hands poking through the cat door. So you're going to pay us a visit? Or... Like Jack Nicholson in um, The Shining. Here's Cyril. Here's Cyril. Says, My boy has just discovered how to use his hands. Oh, really? In a, in a very like profound way. Oh, wow. And what he's chosen to do with this ability. Yeah. He could do anything, right? Mm. He could become a surgeon. Yes. If he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like and what he's chosen Doctor to do with the Strange. ability is ball them up into a fist mm-hmm. and jam them both in his mouth. Logo. Oh, wow. You can't even do it. So just all all day, every day. If we just left him to his own devices, his fists would constantly be in his mouth. That's something. It's got to be good for something, right? It's like development, right? I don't think so. You don't think so? Yes. Cyril didn't do that. He never balled his fists up. No, surgeon. As soon as he could use them. Sometimes he um, gags himself. Okay. Sounds like a real smart one you got there. (laughs) (laughs) He'll be fine. He's fine. He's only three months old. Oh, now here comes the cat. It's this cat door is is a... it's a real fucking thoroughfare. I would just take it out, man. <laughs> um, let's see. Let's see. What do we do? Oh, yeah. This, so th- this has been Dad Talk. Uh, dad Talk. And this has been Dad Talk. Yes. Um, but that's not why boom, we're boom, here. Boom, 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 Yeah. No, we have the music for the that. song goes now. Yeah. I like the song. <laughs> I like having a, a segment where the music's at the end. It's a, it's very it puts a nice little accent on it. Oh yes, I have a, I would like to greet you. Hi hi. Hello. Okay. Hi hi Tanner. Uh, could, can I introduce? Well, the you podcast? said you wanted to greet me. You and said did. you didn't say anything about starting the show. Okay, and I did greet you. And it, it, now can I start the and show? Now you would like to start the show, right? Yes. Hi hi. And why why? And welcome to the Babysitters Club Club, Club. Mystery Club. Club. I'm Jack Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And every week we talk about a new mystery in the Great Mystery Cycle by the Great Mystery herself and Mystery Martin. This week we're going to be talking about a great mystery called Babysitter's Club Mystery number 28, Abby and the Mystery Baby. You know that if you rearrange the letters of baby, you get Abby. Yeah, and that's the mystery. That's a big part of the mystery this week. I think... Abby is in a. Do you you do um, cryptic crosswords? Um, I have with you, like the like the the British ones that are basically like the British ones where it's like it's like a regular crossword, but you have to solve a riddle each time. It's like a lateral thinking puzzle for each clue, and that would be mystery. Baby would be a cryptic crossword clue for Abby because it's like there is a mystery in this word baby. Yeah, and the mystery is that you it's rearranging the jumble it. Yeah, so Alan is having some fun here because in 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 crossword terms, in cryptic crossword terms, Abby and the Mystery Baby is redundant. The book should just be called Abby. Abby and Abby. Abby. 
Oh, right. Yeah. Because then the two, Abby and Abby, you take. Yeah, right. If something else on either side of the equation, then you. So is that something? So it actually shouldn't be Abby. Right. Because the two Abbeys on either side of the and. Right. Would cancel each other out. So yeah. it would just be called. Uh, you're, you're, it's not, and it's nothing. Nothing. Okay. Now that's a mystery. Babysitter's Club mystery number 28. Great. Then that it doesn't translate over audio, but yes, right. Um, Can we put like a somehow find like a sound effect on Envato Elements for like deafening silence? Yeah, yeah. I'll see what I can find. <laughs> like creeping silence. Yeah, a creeping yeah. silence. So Alan wrote a book about the great silence that is at the heart of everything. Yeah, and and we all know what that great silence is. Is it death? It's death. Yeah. And it was a book about death. It was a book about the death of Paul Stevenson? John. John Stevenson, oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Should have known. And actually, that um, does bring me to my first segment. Okay. And it's, I was going to keep listing how it was a book about death, but okay. if that one example suffices, then we're fine. Okay. No, we'll go. We'll keep going. Miriam Stevenson's, or Miriam Gold... Goldberg's. Goldberg's Brush with Death. Mm-hmm. That's another. That's another aspect of it, the uh, death of civility mm-hmm. in, our, in our modern culture. Yeah, what happened to that? Remember that death How of the subjunctive. Used to have civility. Yeah, and the subjunctive. Yep. Happier times. <laughs> I remember when I were a child, <laughs> and I loved civility in the subjunctive. Yeah, not anymore. Yep. The death of Mimi. Not mentioned, but and, sort of but with us every week. Present b- by her very absence every week. Yep. 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 Uh, you've got, you got me on in all sorts of different directions. Okay, here's a question for you. What do you like to describe this novel? Okay, we're just going to go right into describing the novel. Yes. Because huh? you're champing at the bit here. You've got something you're sitting on, and you want to you wanna get wiggly, you want to get wet, you want to get wild. Yes. Okay. And I want to get jump in. Um, and ask some some pointed questions about this about this text. But first, I want to describe it. Um, and so, what we do is you describe it um, in a way that is more formal, using something that you've written yourself with your own words. And, and then, I wrote it myself, and it yeah. is written with my own words. And Anne and Ellen this mm. week cited some sources, some right. kind of like inspirational texts. Oh, they did, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and I checked some of them out, mm-hmm. and I actually. Th- I have a I have this tendency I would say mm. to sort of like when I when I ingest too much media at one time it all sort of like muddles together in my head a little bit but I did read the book this week and then check out this film that they cited in the book and I don't think there's any cross contamination I'm looking over my description now yeah I think we're good you're good okay yeah all right it's always good to check um great why don't you describe the book then I'll have you um see if you can take a crack at your great white whale uh which is uh the game they call 60 second burger run um and uh do that quietly while I describe the book during 60 seconds um but why don't you go ahead and you're just getting out ahead of it now just saying do it quietly yeah I just want I feel like you know in marketing no it's smart and marketing they say that like you have to you have to hear something like 15 times before it like really gets in like drink coke or whatever like it's only after you've heard it 15 times that it kind of becomes part of your consciousness that's true also um in talking to you I found so 
um, please do be quiet during 60 second burger run. Man, I wish and, you would be quiet right now while I do mine. But. Yes, and but do remember to be quiet during 60 second burger run. Okay. Okay. Three. Yeah, and when you play 60 second burger run, uh, and you should stay quiet when you're doing that. Okay. I'm really looking forward to playing. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and be quiet when you do. So why don't you describe the book? I shall. Okay. And I shall do so. Great. Now. Abby, Anna, and Rachel Stevenson, three New York bachelors living in a swanky apartment together, are shocked to discover one evening that a mysterious young woman has left a baby on their doorstep. <laughs> the trio must quickly learn how to trade out their dive bars for diapers, their free love for formula, and their party drugs for kisses and hugs in this 1987 comedy directed by Leonard Nimoy. While searching for Eli's birth parents, the Stevensons accidentally cross New York's most notorious drug dealer. And with the help of Sergeant Johnson, played by Philip Busco, they have to stay one step ahead while they get Eli safely returned home. An American retelling of the hit French farce, Trois Hommes et un Coffin. How do you say that last word? Coffin? You said it so badly. C-O-U-F-F-I-N. Coffin. Coffin. Trois Hommes et un Coffin. Babysitter's Club, mystery number 28. Abby and the mystery baby will have you rolling, or maybe crawling, on the floor with laughter. Also, you can totally see a silhouette of a ghost in a window in the background of one scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Babysitter's and they tried to mystery. say it was like a te- like a cutout of Ted Danson that like the PR department no. like accidentally left on the set, but no, it's a ghost. Babysitter's Club mystery number 28, Abby. And I did say that. And the mystery baby. Yep. Uh, I loved it. And I loved the little, um, like the fun little grace notes that you put in there. Like, I'll have you laughing or crawling. Well, because, yeah, it's about a baby. Yeah, no, I love that. Right. That's great. I uh, recently uh, rewatched the film. Um, do you know the film Three Men and a Baby with Ted Danson? No. I know Look Who's Talking. Oh, yeah. With, no, it was um, before that. It was before that. And I imagine Look Who's Talking probably couldn't have. Look existed. Who's Talking 2? With uh, Bruce Willis and I think Demi Moore. No, this is Three Men and a Baby. It's I mean, Ted Kirstie Alley. It's Ted Danson, uh, Steve Gutenberg, and um, uh, Magnum. Yeah, Burt. Um, no, not Burt Reynolds. Uh, Magnum. Pi. Yeah. And I recently wa- rewatched it, and the thing that is fucking crazy about that—it's just a reminder of what movies used to be like. That movie, if I were to describe it now, is a movie about a drug heist. Okay. Yes, and and it is. That's mainly what happens in it. And right. there are a few scenes with a baby. Yeah. It's a lot of like chasing drug dealers around a parking lot. And there's a baby. Can I quickly go back and say just before we get any fucking letters about it in the yeah. mail? Yeah. John Travolta. N- no. Not Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. Okay. Look who's talking. And and look who's talking. Okay. Yeah. And, and Kirstie Alley is in it, but she's the mom. Okay. And we would have got letters in the mail about that, right. wouldn't we? Um Sorry, sorry. Quick uh quick um update. Okay. And please if you're writing a letter now, stop writing it. Mm-hmm. John Travolta is in the film, but he's the dad. Christy Mo- Alley's the mom. Bruce Willis plays the voice of the, the baby. Okay, so eat it. <sighs> eat it. Oh God, I knew yeah. I had it right. And yeah. I, why do I even question myself? Yeah, and a bunch you of know? people just wrote a, a half of a letter, crossed it out, wrote another half of a letter. Right. And don't tell me that there are more than two halves in a thing because I don't want to hear it. There's just not. There's not. There's not. It's a movie about a drug heist. Yeah. 
the, <laughs> these drug dealers come to the three men's home. Yeah. And one of the men isn't even By really mistake. in the movie. Ted Danson is like out on a business trip or something. Yeah. And it's his his girlfriend who leaves the baby in the first place, right? Uh, I think so. I can't remember. Anyway. The baby plot is really just a B plot, a subplot. They give the baby and a bunch of like baby formula to these drug dealers who think it's like smack or whatever. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then they get all tied up in this. There's drugs in the diaper pack. Drug ring. And that's what the mo- movie mostly is. It's really And there's good. a ghost. Oh, and there's a ghost. Is there a ghost? Yeah, there's a ghost the in set. the window. That's right. On the set. That is true. Uh, it's really good. Um, teens, if you haven't, uh, don't know what we're talking about, uh, back in the old days, they used to make movies good with good with good right. stuff in it and good ideas and good plots. And, oh, you know what? Ellen yeah. actually called that movie out in this book. Oh, did she? Yeah. It's another primary text that I, I guess I forgot to check oh, out. Oh, she mentions it. Oh, yeah. And right. So that, that wasn't what you were referring to when you said you No, 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 okay. no. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's great. I was What's referring fun? to something else. That must have been why it was top of mind for me. Maybe look who's talking. Um, what does she I, mention? Look who's talking. I don't think so. She should though. Yeah. She really fucking missed out. This is a baby book. What I would love to do is to watch your expressions of glee be dashed into disappointment and resignation as you uh, take the roller coaster that has come to be known as Sixty Second Burger Run, uh, and while while you're doing that, um, I, you will be very quiet, and I will describe the book, and we, and you'll play the game, and, In and five, silently, and four, quietly. three, two, one. Um, Abby comes home from soccer practice. She runs home, and there is a baby on her doorstep in a car seat. She's like, what the fuck? Why is there a baby? Uh, nobody knows. That's the mystery. Uh, she takes the baby inside. They name it Eli, and they start looking for who the mom or dad might be. Uh, they call Sergeant Johnson, and he doesn't know. Uh, the race is on to find the parent of the baby. Meanwhile, Abby's mom is acting kind of weird, and maybe she is the person who knows who the baby is from. And the nanny shows up, and she's acting weird, and maybe she knows who the baby is from. And then there's somebody in Mallory and Jesse's writer's group who wrote a short story about an abandoned baby, and maybe they did it. Guess what? None of them is the actual perpetrator. The perpetrator is Abby's mom's sister, Miriam, who ran away from home and was a bad girl but has reformed, but she brought the baby over to Abby's house to have her mom take care of it and had a diabetic attack and ended up in the hospital, and that is the solution to the mystery, and the B-plot is that they are having a poetry slam with the uh, few more seconds. kids out of, time. of Stony. You're very almost out of time. And I really have and finished talking, and I did finish saying everything. And thank you for being quiet during 60-second burger run. It seemed like you were doing actually a very good job. I was doing a very good job. I got very close. Um, yeah. I'm just going to quickly take one more run at it. Um, no, and you're not. No, 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 and I wouldn't. And you no, couldn't. That's unprofessional, and I'm, that's unprofessional, and why would anyone do that? No, and you couldn't. No. Um, it actually only lets you play once. You don't even need to worry about like me starting a new game. Right? Okay, great. What was your favorite part of this book, Tanner? Loved it when... Um, Ted Danson had to wear that little like hair net so he could put on like the wig to pretend to be a woman. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? <laughs> you did recently watch it? 
No, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. It's really stuck in your brain. <laughs> I think I watched it a lot as a kid. But yeah, I watched I it a bunch. I have not watched it since I was a kid. I, I went and saw Three Men and a Little Lady in theaters, and it is the most disappointed I have ever been. I vividly yeah. remember being like, holy shit, they made a fucking talking sequel. To? They made a sequel. I don't think I did, actually. <laughs> but I just remember coming out. I saw it with my buddy, Tony. And we were both, we were like, oh, I didn't realize that. Like, I didn't know that it was possible for a sequel to be to bad. Be bad. Yeah. It's like the same IP. You'd you only know? ever seen Godfather 2 before. <laughs> yeah. like, well, all sequels, sequels are great. I think I'd seen like Terminator and Terminator 2. You know? Right. <laughs> um, so I'm I didn't think of my, so I have a, a pretty severe like phobia of sequels and of second seasons of shows. If I really like a show or really like a movie, I'm pretty resistant to seeing the sequel, right? Or to watching the second season because I don't, I don't want to like ruin the magic of the first thing. Yeah, I buy that. I see that. Um, and I'm trying to remember what like who hurt me. I um nobody hurt me until recently. I uh, having grown up being as big a Star Wars fanboy as anyone my age could be, which is a lot. Uh, it's now ruined because of all the fucking garbage, uh, like the. Like everything anti feminist, like conservatives, <laughs> like we hate porgs and everything. <laughs> everything <laughs> I hate porgs. <laughs> porgs are like an animal rights thing. <sighs> I can't. Tanner, Jack, I want to. I have a bone to pick with Ellen Miles. With Ellen okay. Miles, thank God. And I'd like I think to. I could stand for you to be mad at me, Jack. I'd like to make this point now that we've described this book. You described it very well, and then I described it very well. This is not a mystery. Okay, and what's your reasoning? Abby's mom knows the whole time. This is a story about how Abby's aunt got sick and left her baby with her sister to look after. Right. And Abby's mom knew it. and And will not tell Abby. From day one. What, yep. She didn't fill Abby in on the details, right? But it's not actually a mystery, right? There's no mystery. Here's a mystery story ripped from my own life. Yeah. Um, I don't know what my mom did today. Right. There you go. Perfect. Exactly. And what what did what did she do? I literally have no idea, and that's the mystery. Oh my god. She could have done anything. She could have killed a man. Is she okay? It, okay. Well, that's not what I should ask. I'm not saying that you should report her. Okay. Oh, God. I, I got, wouldn't even know where to report her. Because what a... Who what do a I report her to? Choice you, you would have to make. <laughs> but I think if you don't, I probably have to... I guess we don't know... crime. We don't know who it was. Was it self-defense, do you think? You know what? I mean, you know your mom better than I do. She, to me, it doesn't seem like somebody to who... Say. Really? Okay. I have no insight into her day or her motives or what caused this or why she reacted the way she did. Okay. And I, th- I did just do a Google search for how to report a crime, and yeah. I'm a little worried that, like... Now that's well, that's going to be the first thing they look at. They're going to be like... They're, now they're going to be like... Dawn killed a man at her graphic design firm. Right. Because he was like, make the logo bigger, probably. Am I right? Right. That's Hello. Good, a good graphic design <laughs> yeah. joke. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to quickly Google. And then her son LOL, was looking up. That was just a joke for oh, my good. podcast. <laughs> ignore. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. That's, that's great. Um, so why don't we, I've got a hard out. So why don't you check in on your mom afterwards? And that is worrying news. And you should check in. 
Okay, just to make and sure here's the first thing that ha- what I found that when I searched um, LOL. LOL, that was just a joke for my podcast. Please, please ignore. tell me it's jokes for podcasts. Please top tell me. Reddit thread. Okay, uh, on our podcast, dear podcasters, please stop interrupting your episode to apologize for background noise. Okay, I have uh, I have lost count of the number of podcasts who frequently apologize for the sound of rain, traffic, dogs, kids, etc. in the background that we never even hear. Your mics don't pick it up. Okay, so is that something we have to worry about now? Well, what I've done uh, while you were saying that is uh, I've Googled podcast jokes free. Okay, and Let's... so that's going to help us avoid any sort of like legal. Uh, I found another Reddit well, thread. Well, hang on. Here. Do you want to hear some? Well, can I tell you that's other Reddit thread real quick? Because it's yeah. important. Yeah. What podcasts have you stopped listening to and why? Okay. And there are 614 comments, and I did a quick... Control F. Okay. And I search for baby. Yeah. Zero hits. Hell yes. That means no one's ever stopped listening to us. Right. That's and our great. numbers prove that out, I think. I think that's true. What did the podcaster say to their audience? What which podcaster? Um, it doesn't say. Um Mark Marin? It could be Serval. Maybe it's one of the McElroy guy the McElbright brothers. McElbright, yeah. It's <laughs> it's a Joe McElroy, I think. Okay, and what what did he say? Is anybody out there? Out where? The, I don't know. That's what he said. Yeah, I think so to his audience. Okay. Oh, okay. Here, who is a podcaster's best and only friend? You're gonna like this one. Um, his co-host, Mike. <laughs> oh, and this is this has secretly been an episode of Mike Check. <laughs> and this whole thing has been an episode of Mike Check. <laughs> And this all, was all now. a dream, and we're still on Babysitter's Club uh, main canon number 42. And yeah, e- everything everything check. since then has, has been just a, a long episode of Mike Check. So next week we'll be starting um, right yeah. where we left off in yeah. Babysitter's Club number 43. Number 43. Um, Christy and the Baby Parade. Yes, and please please do update the wiki. Mm-hmm. And that is, that is th- true now. Episode that episode forty three page on the wiki is going to be so fucking long. <laughs> well, no, the mic check page is going to be long. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. somebody's got to update the mic check page. Right. Yeah. So the, everything. I guess the episode forty three page will be short. It'll be like, and then they did an extended mic check. Mm-hmm. Right. And a really long mic check with their best friend Mike. Do you? Um. Let me ask you a quick question. And then beef steak jokes. Yeah. Do you sometimes confront the fact that we are? hurtling towards the end of these books at 99.9% the speed of light and don't know what to do and are terrified of what happens next. Um, I mean, I would be. I would be if if the last couple hundred episodes hadn't been a, a dream slash episode of Mic Check. Right, 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 right. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that would freak me the fuck out. I would want to crawl into a field and have the birds eat my very soul. Just to like avoid having to like figure out what to do with your life. Yes. Since you've spent the last like what four years? Yeah. Just recording a podcast every week, editing it every other weekend. Yeah. And then just doing and... God, this long I'm realizing the mic check stuff you think that's was a like... waste of time. Yeah, I would be afraid too if I yeah. didn't have all of the Babysitters Club canon before yeah. me and the super specials and the, and the mysteries. Okay. I, and the I, friends apparently forever. they have Babysitters Club mysteries. <laughs> They're new? They have just a ton of mysteries that we could do when we're finished with this extended. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I hope they're really good, and I hope they're all written by Ellen Miles. Yeah. Oh, I hope so, My too. favorite Babysitter's Club ghostwriter. Um, what, do you, uh, what do you call a podcaster uh, with an audience of one? Um, the Babysitter's Club Club. 
successful. <laughs> um, these are I... great. Oh, I guess that's what the first joke is. So now that I've heard these next two jokes, yeah. I'm realizing that the first joke is all about how podcasts are all unsuccessful. Yeah, this one says, what do you get when you mix a podcast in Viagra? And the answer is a four-hour podcast. And I don't totally understand that. I I think, and we should probably move on from this, but I think it's just something to ponder is I think we're supposed to to have boners for for podcasting is what that is. The whole time? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like (sighs) 35, man. I don't think I'm a teenager, but... Um, what I do think that we love to do is to r- review the books. Okay, and we've both done our recap. Yeah, um, we did the podcast jokes, and mm-hmm. it should, is that a segment or should we do that podcast a jokes? Lot, or uh, no, I hope not. Okay, <laughs> so let's not come up with like a segment intro or music. No, let's not. And let's keep talking about this book. But I, that's it. That's my bone to pick with Ellen. It's not a mystery. And I forgot, I forgot what the book Not was. a mystery. Not a mystery. Not a mystery book, and it's all been a dream, and I don't know what my mom got up to, and I hope she's safe, and I hope she's doing well. Why don't you check in on her during the break? We're going to take a break uh, in about 15 minutes. Okay. I probably won't. Jesus. She fucking killed a man, Tanner. I just have to go use the bathroom. Okay. All right. So I'll probably just go use the bathroom. Okay. Um, shall we review You want to review bo- the book? Yeah, for Tim Cook. And Bezos. Mm. on Amazon because we do post them to Goodreads as well yep. although Jack has been a little lax with that how have you noticed you told me oh yeah <laughs> I don't have Goodreads I don't follow you on Goodreads I would not follow you on Goodreads um, unless I wanted to see like uh, hey uh, just really quick I want to see what every um, what all the assholes are reading this week <laughs> oh they're all reading who moved my cheese or whatever yeah, that's what I read. I read I read <laughs> Who Moved My Cheese, a like business tips book from 1998 every week and post it on Goodreads. Um, no, it's like your Bible. We review these books for Tim Cook. Uh, he's created a massive social network inside the iBooks reviews, and he's asked us to spearhead it and get it off the ground. And the way yes. we do that is we review these books, and I'm in. I've pulled up my iBooks. Okay, and this is great. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and give this five stars. Five stars, Abby book, loved uh, it. And yes, we love this one. What I want to say, uh, write a review here. Uh, oh, hang on, no, it's on the wrong page. There's so. Oh, fuck. There's already a review from whom? Shiloh Dog One Two Three, March twelfth, twenty nineteen. Of what year? Twenty nineteen. Somebody's. Okay. Somebody got here before us. Read it. Okay. It's by Shiloh Dog One Two Three, and it's a five star review, and it says, Does Shiloh Dog One Two Three know that it's not even a fucking mystery?" No, Shiloh Dog One Two Three just said, "An amazing book," and it had an exclamation point. Okay, I'm gonna mark that as helpful. What else? That's it. It's so cryptic. An amazing, an amazing, an amazing book. book. It's like a a maze. The book is a maze. The book is a maze, and this. Comment and review is amazing, and we just entered into it. And then, so now, do we look for a trailhead? And is Shiloh Dog One Two Three the trailhead? And I'm going to do some googling. Tanner Google's. Yeah, Shiloh Dog One Two Three. Should I tell podcast jokes while we wait? Okay, and I've already found something. Okay, the Cynical Anime Network. 
Okay. There's a profile for a user called Shiloh Dog One Two Three, and okay. I clicked it, and the headline says, "Anime and gaming is our passion," and it's the Cynical Network. Okay. And I'm looking at the profile for Shiloh Dog One Two Three. Join date June twentieth, twenty eighteen. Okay. Zero likes, zero comments, zero top comments. Nothing here yet. This member hasn't written about themselves. Okay, so they're trying to cover their tracks. And I clicked on their forum posts. No forum posts yet. Check okay, back soon. well, guess what I found, Tanner? 1996, there's a film called Shiloh, and it's guess what it's about? A dog, and I assume that that's sort of what th- this person was going for? I don't think so. I think that's, the, what, I think that's what they they want us to think. And, and I, is there a clue in the movie Shiloh? If I remember, it's about a like beagle who runs away and is adopted by a little boy. Marty Preston, a small-town southern boy, must rescue a young beagle from abusive owner and recluse Judd Travers. 6.4 stars out of 10 on IMDb. Judd Travers is suspiciously close to Jack Tanner. It certainly is. Right? Yes. Too close for comfort. Uh, Very worryingly close. And that's very scary. And what I'm, are we tied up in right now? What am I looking at? What are we up? tied up in? Oh, yeah. <sighs> I'm almost... Okay. 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 I did a Google search for Shiloh Dog 123 in quotes. Guess what I got? What? Books.apple.com slash US slash book slash the Babysitter's Club Mystery slash number 28, Abby and the Mystery Baby. So that's the main thing that they've done. So it's this maze leads right back to the beginning. Oh, Wow. Wheels within wheels. Wow. Okay, well, should we get the the review music going again? And they're anime fans? Anime fans? Yeah. Okay, wow. And let's get the review music back running again. Because the only thing that we can do is write our own review. Yep. Right now. And we're going to get... And yeah. we're going to fucking blow the trailhead wide off this one. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to blow the lid wide off of this. And... So I've hit write a review, and I think without, unless you have any objections, we should make the title of this review. I've given it five stars. And yep. Tim, Tim says, it's great. Unless you have any objections, I think we should make the title of this review. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Okay. In and a corner. Kind of in a corner. Is it in a corner? Yeah. In a corner. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then inside the review, I've written dot, 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 except... The perpetrator of this mystery. Right. And by corner, we mean doorstep. Yep. Does that work for you? It's good. And it does a good job of addressing kind of the contents of the book. I'm worried very slightly, and I'm open to pushback on this. Yeah. That it fails to address our nemesis Shiloh Dog 123 problem. All right. So, what I, I'm going to hit a couple line breaks, and I'm going to say, okay, now that we have you. Right. Let's talk about the real mystery. Yep, and then maybe dot, dot, dot again, and then in all caps, I would say, do not believe his lies. Dot, dot, dot. I guess I would say their lies. because Do we not believe their lies. Who are we talking about? Sh- Shiloh, Shiloh dog. dog, one, two, three. Dog, one, two, three. The mysterious, what should we call them, reviewer? Villain? Villain. Who has been haunting the reviews of this book. And misleading and misguiding. And misguiding 
Babysitter's Club. B- I'm going to say Mystery BSC. fans. Mystery fans. Since March. March 2019. Um, and then we'll say what they said. An amazing book. Right. Exclamation mark. Question mark. M- more like... An amazing hook that you should ignore because there's nothing at the end of that rainbow. Okay, that feels like mix, mixing two, uh, a lot of mixing one metaphors, too many uh, metaphors for me to. Um, w- what about there's nothing at the end of that fishing pole? Okay, and that's great. Ignore because there's nothing at the end of that fishing pole. That's perfect. Trust you looked us. over as though you were copying down looked. a note you had pre-written, which is... <laughs> just looking at my notes. Troubling, because I said it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trust us. Shiloh Dog 123 would have you believe that this book and these reviews are the very beginning of a complex set of... Right, a web of... For a web of... At the beginning... Of a web. I didn't see that. See, and you just hate mixing metaphors, huh? I just really don't like to mix metaphors. Trailhead at the beginning of a winding and circuitous mystery. Maze. Maze. Um, and then that put maze will in all caps, because they'll see, like. Us. Okay. And maybe we should spell it out for them. Maze. maze. And then in parentheses say. Remember, amazing book. Amazing book. That's great. Amazing book? Question mark, question mark. But um, hang on. Like that, that will drag us all ever further into confusion and eventually madness. Yep. And then I have a I have kind of a thing a follow up. Great. But mm-hmm. like this book. Great, and I love that you're bringing it back to the book. Right. There is no mystery here. There is no real mystery here. That's great. That, but should, we, we appreciate... Should, should we say, that's right, Ellen, we're on to you? We kind of come after Ellen quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And should we give her a break this week? Okay. What about, there is no real mystery here. Don't worry, Ellen, we're going to give you a break this week. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, the thing I was about to say kind of addresses this. So. Okay. All right. I won't say that. I was going to say, there is no mystery here, but we appreciate the effort of Shiloh Dog 123 and Ellen Miles regardless. And we encourage you to mark their reviews and books as helpful. And we encourage you to... We're not haters. Mark Shiloh's review... Shiloh Dog 123. Because you don't want people to think it's the dog. You're right. Shiloh Dog 123's review as helpful. And Ellen's book as five stars as we have. And I would just specify there, like, we're not haters. Uh, in parentheses. We're yep. not haters. Um, and now what I want to say is, if you follow all those directions, okay, much as Abby followed all the non-existent clues in this non-mystery. And I feel like we haven't added in enough incoherent pop culture references. So okay. I would add in here... And much like Neo followed the White Rabbit. That's great. And much like Neo followed the White Rabbit in The Matrix, you will be, and I think you'll appreciate this, Tanner, the happiest baby on the block. And then that's Harvey Karp. Harvey Karp. Should I, should I 
how did should I say that? In parentheses? Can you, can you do like a formal citation, like MLA style citation of Happiest Baby on the Block by Harvey Karp there? I can put like an asterisk and then at the end of it, I can just put an asterisk and say Harvey Karp. The for- no, I would do a formal citation and I'll, I'll generate that for you. Okay. While you're finishing up. Okay, great. Okay, so I'm going to say some more stuff about the book. Oh, baby. This baby, by which we mean book, is great. The brainchild of Anne M. Martin and Ellen Miles. This I'm texting you this citation. Sweet little bundle of joy. Will. Sorry, can you quickly go back and just how do you spell coochie coochie coo? I think I've figured that out. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even risk it, bud. Yeah. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Can you just very quickly jump back and tell me um, what you just said? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I've, I've, so you've texted me the citation. I'm just going to throw it here at the bottom. Next to this asterisk, Carp Harvey. Great, that's perfect. Thanks for sending me that. Um, so what I've said is, oh, baby, this baby, by which we mean book, is great. The brain okay, child. Okay, okay. Yep. Scintillating novel. Okay, sorry, you're right. God, I'm glad we, you had me go back. Is great. Uh, and should I say by which we mean scintillating? Yep, scintillating yeah. baby. <laughs> scintillating. Okay. So, oh baby, the scintillating baby by which we mean scintillating novel is great by which we mean scintillating. The brainchild of Anna Martin and Ellen Miles, this sweet little bundle of joy will have you saying coochie coochie coo. And you've you've nailed the spelling on that cuz I really don't want to. I've written C O O T C H I E. Okay. I think that's right. Yeah. That's pretty much And no, this isn't baby talk. And no, this and isn't what baby talk. I think it is then. No, well, we'll, then we'll say what like, it is. Come on. This isn't baby talk. It's a grown-up talk. Yep, okay. And But that still sounds like maybe a come on. Okay. What about it's baby talk and it's definitely not a come on? That's great. And then are we wrapping up? It's grown-up talk. And what the grown-ups are saying is there is no spoon. It kind of ties in the matrix. Too, kind of too matrixy. Well, it's but it ties in that thing we said earlier about Neo, so I think it's good. What? There is no spoon. There is no mystery. There is oh, yes. no spoon, and there is no book. No rest for the wicked. Wicked. Okay. And by the wicked, we mean Shiloh Dog One Two. And there is there is. I'm gonna do uh, four in this one instead of an ascending tricola. That's okay. You can sometimes do it. It's more like it's like um, Winston Churchill's. We will fight them on the beaches. Um, there is no spoon. There is no mystery. There is no spoon. There is no rest for the wicked. Wicked by which we mean Shiloh Dog One Two Three. And what's the name of the um, the guy who does the betrayal in the Matrix? D- Dozer. Um, Joey Pantleone. Okay, and what's the actor's the name. character's name? Yes. Is it Dozer? Cipher. Cipher. Great. And Cipher from The Matrix. I just want to stick this landing. And there is no book we would rather read than this baby. Yep. Baby! Exclamation point. If we can sort of. Okay loop in there just a little bit just because mm-hmm. it feels like it's the right thing to do kind yeah. of a, sort of a cipher quote 
Okay. Um, he says something about like wanting to eat steak. Yeah, he says ignorance is bliss. Uh, what? That sounds great. When he eats the steak. Uh, as Cypher says in The Matrix, ignorance is bliss. Right. But you won't be ignorant after you find out who did it in this one. Don't want to oh, give it away. Who done it? I think is what they say. Oh, sorry. Yeah, who done it? And that's the all one parlors. more. Yeah, sorry. That's smart. Who done it? In this one, uh, Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring. Greenring. P.S. We loved this one. Can I please read this back to you? Yes, I would love that. Okay, five I stars. Make sure it scans. Yeah, five stars. Nobody puts baby in a corner. Except the perpetrator of this mystery. And by corner, we mean doorstep. Okay, now that we have... I love that it starts with a um, uh, Dirty Dancing reference. Mm -hmm. And that's perfect. That's great. I think it's great. Yeah. Because I was worried that just doing The Matrix would kind of confuse people. But I love that there's sort of like an... Yeah, it, and I didn't want to hit it too much harder address. in the in the yeah. in the rest of it because I don't want to encourage people to uh, right. to dirty dance. Right. Okay, so nobody puts baby in a corner except the perpetrator of this mystery, and by corner we mean doorstep. Okay, now that we have you, let's talk about the real mystery. Do not believe their lies. Who are we talking about? Shiloh. That's, Do- a, that's actually a memento. Great. So this thing is actually chock full of kind of pop culture. Right? It really is, and and it's it's like a rebus, and people can yeah. find the references if they look hard enough. Who are we talking about? Shiloh Dog One Two Three, the yeah. mysterious villain who has been haunting the reviews of this book and misguiding BSC mystery fans since March 2019. An amazing book, more like an amazing hook that you should ignore because there's nothing at the end of that fishing pole. Trust That's us, great. we looked. Shiloh Dog 123 would have you believe that this book and these reviews are the trailhead at the beginning of a winding and circuitous maze. Remember, amazing book that will drag us all ever further. And you put amazing book in quotes? Yes. Okay. That will drag us all ever further into confusion and eventually madness. But like this book, there is no real mystery here, but we appreciate the... I don't like the but, but. Yeah, you did that. I know. Uh, Nonetheless. We appreciate it. Yes, that's great. God. But like this book... There is no real mystery here. Nonetheless, we appreciate the effort of Shiloh Dog 123 and Ellen Miles regardless. Regardless is redundant with nonetheless. And we encourage you to mark Shiloh Dog 123's review as helpful and Ellen's book as five stars, as we have. We're not haters. If you follow all those directions, much as Abby followed all the non-existent clues in this non-mystery, and much like Neo followed the White Rabbit in The Matrix, you will be... The happiest baby on the block. And I have an asterisk that's going to go to a citation, which I will read at the end. Oh, baby, this scintillating baby, by which we mean scintillating novel, is great, by which we mean scintillating. Perfect. The brainchild of Anna Martin and Ellen Miles. It's one of those perfect sentences. It's just you know, perfect. Where it's like scholars are going to study that. Yeah, it really, it's just, it's airtight. The brainchild of Anna Martin and Ellen Miles, this sweet little bundle of joy will have you saying coochie coochie coo, and I'm going to put that in quotes. And no, this isn't baby talk, and it's definitely not a come on. It's grown-up talk, and what the grown-ups are saying is there is no mystery, there is no spoon, there is no rest for the wicked, by which we mean Shiloh Dog 123 and Cypher from the Matrix, and there is no book we would rather read than this baby, baby. As Cypher says in the Matrix, ignorance is bliss. But you won't be ignorant after you find out who done it in this one. Jack Shepard and Tanner Greenring, 
P.S. We love this one. And then there's a citation. Carp Harvey, the happiest baby on the block. The new way to calm crying and help your newborn baby sleep longer. Bantam Books 2015. That's great. And we really got wow. it. We finally That might got be our it. best one yet. I think so. And I'm going to hit submit. Maybe our longest too. I yeah, I think so too. But it's perfect, and I've hit submit, yeah. and there and there it is. And Shiloh Dog One Two Three is gonna when when it's he or she in his dang boots comes there. back to to look at uh, how his review is doing. He's gonna be like, oh, someone marked it as help. Wait a second, right? Because it uh, just uh, got updated. Several hundred people have marked this as helpful. <laughs> um, what I'd love to do. But they're all so angry. They're so angry. Um, um, is what I would like to do now is to take a break. Mm, I would love that. And uh, goodbye. Oh, goodbye. Yep. Mystery. Liz. Liz. Oh, wait. Can you come in here? Yeah, go ahead. She, she's playing it. You're guessing the mystery. We make two guesses in the morning. We make two guesses at night. We make two guesses in the afternoon. It makes us feel all right. We make two guesses in time of peace and two more in time of war. We make two guesses before we make two guesses and then we make two more. And that's from 40 Ounces to Freedom. And for some reason you sing a sublime parody song after the perfectly nice Guessing the Mystery song that Liz wrote for us and recorded. And uh, this is the segment where we talk about what we thought the solution of the mystery was going to be after chapter five. Yes. And I, uh, shall I just tell you what I said? Yep. I, it's like both both good and bad, I think. There's some good and some bad. And at this point in the novel, I'll have you know, what had happened was that Abby ran home from school. Mm-hmm. Uh, she jogged home, and mm-hmm. the uh, her friends on the bus waved. She was at, trying to race the bus home. Waved at like. her, yeah, right. And uh, then she found a baby, and there was a baby on her on, on her the front door. porch. And that's that's about where we got to by the time yep. I wrote this. Jesus, I have no fucking idea. Uh, maybe it's someone from New York who is friends with or knows Abby's mom and didn't think she could handle the baby, but then she'll change her mind. Honestly, no clue. Ellen gave me nothing here. And I was right, I think, probably, more or less. I was a little closer, and I okay. hate to rub rub your face in it a little bit, but okay. I was a little closer. But I still wasn't close enough. Yeah. I was like a U.S. soldier. Mm-hmm. Sorry, let me not put any. Let, let me not ascribe any nations to this. I was like a soldier, right? A Delta Force soldier, mm-hmm. super ripped up, okay. like more abs than you thought was possible on a human. Like Chuck Norris like in Delta Force, big like big machine gun, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm walking through the fields, okay. And I just accomplished my mission. I'm like, I've got one more mission to me. I can do this, and I go. On my way across the field, and I'm feeling good, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm top of the world, super soldier, no one can stop me, unstoppable force. Like uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme and Universal Soldier. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm walking along the fields, and I hear this... Oh, shit. And okay. I look down, mm-hmm. and I, the toes of my foot have stepped on the pressure pad of a landmine. Oh, fuck. Right? Mm-hmm. And I can see the, the inscription on the landmine... Mm-hmm. It says Ellen Miles. Ellen Miles. And do yep. people people often sign their landmines? It's just the company that made it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and that's gotta hurt. That's the name of your boy. It just says Miles on it. Yep, and it hurt. It kills me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it kills me metaphorically, and yeah, eventually we'll when you take your foot off. Yeah. So I stand there and I weigh my uh, options, and I'm like, oh gosh, like I came so close. I got this far, mm-hmm. but in the end, it doesn't even matter. No. Um, uh, uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah. Yep. And I, I stand there for a full day, a full night. Uh-huh. Eventually, like, I'm hungry, I'm tired, I need to pee so badly. I guess I could pee, huh? Yeah, you could pee. There's no reason I couldn't pee. But it sounds like that this is what happened. So you remember, you must have forgotten that you could pee. Yeah. Just in your anxiety and your stress. Not much of a super soldier anymore now. Forgot that you could pee. <laughs> right. But yes. And then I just step off. Oh, really? And I embrace sweet oblivion. Okay, great. And that's how it felt this week when I got so close to getting it, and then. Was but there was up. nothing. Ellen gave us nothing. But you're a super by a fucking landmine yeah. at the, the last second in like chapter thirteen of this fucking book. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Trotting along, feeling good, feel like I accomplished my mission, and then Alan fucking nukes me from nowhere. Yeah. But That's I did tough. really, I did get very close. Okay. And here's my guess. Golly, I don't know. <laughs> the baby was left by someone who knows Mrs. Stevenson. Okay. She recognized the blanket. Oh. Possibly a relative related to Abby's father, <sighs> which is why she hadn't heard about his birth. Or maybe a transient person living in New York City who Rachel has shown kindness to in the past. Wow. So that last part was nothing. That was nothing, and that was kind of your guess. No, my guess was somebody who knows Abby's mom yeah. in New York. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I got very close with yeah. my first guess. Yes. A relative. Yeah. No, that's great, and it's her sister, Miriam. But, and then, it- but it wasn't her dad's sister. It was her mom's sister, who, and that's the landmine. Yeah. Because Ellen was like, oh, psych. It turns out that there's this secret sister who has existed the whole time. Remember that book that you and I both definitely read that where Abby goes to like a like fucking fever dream acid trip Alice in Wonderland tea party yes. at her grandparents' house? Yes. I bet that if we weren't a couple of fucking idiots, we would remember that Abby's <sighs> mom's sister and her new baby. Do you think that was this post? This probably book? in that book. Yeah. Fuck and they're like, remember me. when we found the baby on the doorstep? And you and I just well put it out of our fucking memory. Maybe we didn't drink so much, but <laughs> um, I got very close. You have to admit, you got close, and you did a better job, and you gave it your best, and that's good. And what am I? What do I have to to show for it? Nothing. Just a, a cloud of gore and blood. Yeah. On some field somewhere in the Southeast Asia. Yeah. It's nothing. You're nothing. Right. The birds took your soul. I'm bye, Liz. You, given, bye, Liz. I'm Thank given, you for coming, Liz. Yeah. Liz, can you actually, on your way out, could you invite Garrison? And, she, yes. and, and she's she's doing it. She's doing it. Just tell Karis to come in. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, hey, Karis. Yes. No, yeah. Go ahead. Knocking, knocking, girls who keep the cradle rocking show their fear and pain and wonder as their world is torn asunder. Can you hear them buzzing, crying? 
Can you feel their bonds untying? Try to free them from their prose. Show them to us now, swallow. And I said, uh, uh, caress me, no, swallow me down, uh, uh, that's, that's that, that love and sound. sound. That's great. And then, so, Karis did the theme song to uh, Swallow Me Into the Dark, which, which is a segment where we discuss the covers of this book, mm-hmm. uh, painted by Babysitter's Club art director Hodges Swallow. Mm-hmm. She did a gothic version of the song, but I still do the sublime after it. Um. Yeah. And this week, Jack. Yes. Let's take a look at this cover because I found it quite troubling. Oh, okay. Let's have a look. I'm. I've let's hear. It let, well, let's let's. Here's how Abby describes this baby that Hodges has painted. Yeah, Hodges has painted a baby. Yeah, living, breathing, squirming baby, about four months old. Mm-hmm. And then I look at this baby on mm-hmm. the cover of and this book. You're a baby expert right now. And what do I see on the cover of this book but a startling recreation of mm-hmm. my son. Uh-oh. Okay. Miles Nova Green Ring. Okay. And that is accurate. And that's And he terrifying. does look – he looks just like my son. So Hodges – The boy si- painted on the cover of this book looks startlingly like my son. Yeah. He's the same age. Yeah. He's get- – can I – May I say something about your son? May mm-hmm. I say that is it okay if I say that he has a cute little nose, like a cute, mm-hmm. a cute little nose? Mm-hmm. He's got the same cute little nose mm-hmm. as your son, mm-hmm. and those and those little pursed little lips, and mm-hmm. that kind of that puffy vacant cheeks. expression, those puffy cheeks, mm-hmm. that vacant expression. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's dressed like a lumberjack, mm-hmm. much as you often like to dress your child. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's troubling, and there are a couple things that I would be worried about if I were you. The first is, and most important, is why did Hodges paint my son? Paint my paint your son. Mm-hmm. Why did Hodges paint my son? Is what you are probably saying to yourself. Mm-hmm. That's what I would say. We're on your uh-huh. position. Why did Hodges paint my son? Uh, second thing I'd be worried about if I were you is why is Hodges calling your son a mystery baby? And then the third thing I'd be worried about is the question that. Hodges has posed on this cover, which is, what is your son doing on Abby's front porch? Yep, yep. and that's my question, too, and I don't yeah. know if I should take it as a threat. I, would. I don't know if Anne and Hodges and Ellen are conspiring against me, and they're coming for my boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's just say this. If you mess yeah. with Mama Bear... What happens? You're going to get gored. Okay. okay. I will gore you. Okay. And I'm Mama Bear. You're a mama bear in this case. And I will yeah. gore you. I will tear out your guts. Okay. Hodges no. swallow. So Hodges. Okay. And if you come for me, mm-hmm. prepare to kiss your guts goodbye. Yeah. And say goodbye to you're your not going to have them anymore. Yeah. And good luck eating, Hodges. Yeah, because you can't without guts. Without any fucking guts. No. And yeah. Ellen and Anne, and what is goes this for you. Car seat. It looks like some... It looks like a like a car seat that was built in like the 1890s. Like yeah. It's made out of like wood and it's all like rickety. Yeah. Like, is this what car seats look like in 1994 or whenever this book was made? Miles doesn't even look that unhappy to be there. Oh, and that's troubling to you. Miles looks like he's, looks like he's finally actually, come home. Maybe this is what's best for Miles. Fuck, I, I didn't even think about that. You didn't even think Fuck. about what's best for your own son. Abby looks maybe happy. Miles students. looks like he's coming home after a long journey in the darkness. Oh, and maybe Hodges and Anne and Ellen were trying to yeah. 
they were trying to help me. They were trying to help you. They were trying to do what was best for Miles. Fuck me. Yeah. Should I gore them still or? Well, here's what I'm realizing. Do you think that the title of this book is actually, with a little bit more punctuation, the title of this book could be Abby and the Mystery, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Like you did in the review. Yeah. Yeah. Abby, Abby and the mystery, and the mystery, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's what Hodges and Anne are saying to you, right? <laughs> it's Abby and the mystery. It's baby. a mystery that you ever had a baby at all. It's a and mystery. We're gonna do the responsible that, that you're thing able to take it away look after you. a human child. Yeah. We're gonna take it away from yeah. you. We're gonna give it to a, a reasonable adult, a 13 year old girl yeah. named Abby Stevenson. And they're but they're trying to like soften the blow a little bit by being yeah. Like, they're trying to be baby. fun about it. <laughs> It's a mystery, baby. It's Abby, like, oh, yeah. we're having fun. Yeah, and then I look around and Miles is gone. Uh, yeah, but in a good, in a better, in a better home. Uh, yo, yeah, much better home, much, yeah. much better home. Jack, yes. Once I heard of a dead doggy, and my mind grew weak and foggy. His tragic fate was writ in Martin's lore. He was but a border collie, and to weep would be such folly. Overcome by melancholy, sorry, but there must be more. Louis's gone to be with Mimi. Sad goodbyes, I do abhor. Tearful moments come once more. And it's our tearful moment. Tearful moment. It's the moment in the book that made us cry. He Tears cl- of sadness. Okay, so this is where we talk about the moment that made us cry, and I had one definitely, and I wrote it down. Okay. Um, do you want who would you like to go first since you introduced the segment? Why don't you go first? Okay. Yeah. It turns out that baby Eli's name was Daniel and it belonged to Miriam, uh, Abby's mom. Yeah. And she just left him there. was a strange from the She family. had a diabetic attack. She is a bad a bad boy crime girl who f- fell in love with a motorcycle boys um, and uh, did a baby and then um, tried to get on her feet and didn't have enough money and was too busy caring for her baby to pay attention to herself and went into a diabetic coma. And shortly before she did, she managed to drop the baby off on the Stevenson step. But and they Abby goes find to her New York and by herself. They um, make amends. Yes. I looked across the kitchen table at Daniel, and that's the baby, mm-hmm. who was nestled in his mother's arms. He looked totally content even though he was too young to eat lox, and that's unimportant. Mm-hmm. They were eating lox. It's yeah. not... It's not... A bigger and plot. it probably takes away from the kind of the emotionality of the moment. Yeah. I smiled at him and felt myself growing a little teary-eyed. Then I looked around the table and saw that everyone else was wearing the same sappy smile I probably had plastered across my face. Mm-hmm. Mom wore it. Anna did too. Miriam? Definitely. And the award for the biggest, sappiest smiles went to Grandpa Morris and Graham Elsie, who couldn't stop looking at their newest grandchild. That's beautiful. They hadn't seen. They hadn't met the boy before. They hadn't seen him. Shall I read you my sad the moment that made me cry? Yes. This is after Abby fucking gets on a train and goes to New York by herself to follow up a clue that she found. Mm-hmm. That maybe her mom knows more about this quote unquote mystery than she's letting on. And she right. didn't know the whole time. And Abby was just being nosy. And it's not a mystery. And it's actually just about how Abby is nosy. Yeah. But she goes to New York. She finds, tracks down the hospital where uh, Miriam is staying. She 
walks into the room and Miriam is lying in the hospital bed and Abby's mom, Rachel, is there by her side. Mom? My voice came out like a little squeak. She looked up and wiped her eyes. Abby, she said. She looked surprised, of course, but also not surprised. It was weird. She didn't ask me any of the questions I would have expected, such as, how did you get here? Or, what are you doing here alone? Instead, she just sort of nodded at me. Abby, she said again, repeating my name as if she needed to remind herself of something. She turned to look at the woman in the bed. Miriam, she said, here's Abby to see you. Do you remember Abby? Miriam smiled weakly and raised a hand in greeting. Hello, Abby, she said. I'm your aunt, Miriam. I stepped closer to the bed. The woman lying there looked very much like my mom, only her hair was a few shades lighter. Her face was pale, and she had dark circles under her eyes. She was hooked up to an IV line, and she looked very sick and very tired. Hello, Aunt Miriam, I said. Suddenly, I felt a wave of emotion. This woman was related to me. She was part of my family, a part I'd never really known. I glanced at my mom and saw that she was crying again. Your aunt is going to be fine, she told me in a shaky voice. She's been extremely ill, but now that she's being taken care of properly, she'll be all right. And I hear my son's all right, too, said Aunt Miriam. Thanks to some very good care from from my family. Tears were welling up in her eyes, too. And mine, and mine. Eli is your son? I asked. She smiled. His name is Daniel. And yes, he's my boy. He's wonderful. Wow. I told her. As someone whose son was recently taken away from him by Hodges Swallow, by Hodges Swallow, that yeah, just, that really hit home. Yeah, um, very beautiful. And I'm yeah. actually looking at my notes now. I read the wrong passage. Oh yeah, for my tearful moment. Mm-hmm. And I have a tearful moment that made me that was even sadder. Okay, and let's hear that. And it's about the B plot. Okay. Oh which yeah, is that it's writing month. Yeah. Can, can I say that we finally after. 28 mysteries and 131 main canon books finally got a poetry slam B plot. <laughs> yeah, finally. Finally. It was writing month. At the end of the writing month, there's going to be a poetry slam. Um, mm-hmm. And that is where my tearful moment comes. Okay. And let's from. hear it. Yeah. Afterward. I, I would say that is whence my tearful moment. That is from comes. whence my tearful moment. I wouldn't say from whence because whence has that from kind of baked into it. Okay. So that it. is whence my tearful moment came. Great. Afterward, everyone agreed that the high point of the Poetry Slam was the play put on by Charlotte, Becca, Marilyn, and Carolyn. It was funny, well-written, and even educational, and the acting was excellent. Mm. The best part was when Becca, dressed as a tree, sang a song about chlorophyll. (laughs) I think Marianne even cried a little at that point. Um, And that would be... That would be moving, and it would be funny if it weren't a scary reference to the plant faction that is... uh, Yes, and uh, that's why Marianne was crying. Major terrifying part of this novel is Marianne is crying from fear because there is a plant faction, and it's plants, and why else would they put on a play about chlorophyll and photosynthesis? I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was a very touching, beautiful moment, but apparently it's plant faction. 
Jack! Mm. Oh! Taunt! Oh. Thou art sick. Yep. A very good burn that stings you so right, a knife that doth turn. It gets in your head, but oh, so soon it will cause me to have to call the burn unit. And it's the burn of the week. Yep. And did I have one and this week? And did Jack have one? Yes. And Ellen yes, didn't put a lot of burns in this book because she, she doesn't, never does. doesn't like to, so you got to dig for him. But listen to this. Check out Christy in a dress, said Stacy. She nudged Christy. You look terrific that day. They're looking at pictures of uh, Abby and Anna's bat mitzvah. Christy blushed. Who's that cute guy? Asked Claudia. I don't remember seeing him. That's Danny. His mom is our mom's best friend from college. He's totally obnoxious. Going out with him would be like going out with one of the Pike triplets. No offense, Mel. And this week, uh, Ellen decided to burn a totally innocent boy yeah. from Abby's past for no right. fucking reason. This kid. Named Danny, who's just, who's, we know, it can't be much older than 13. And, he, and Claudia thinks he's handsome. And, and Ellen's like, fuck you, 13. No, fuck boy. this guy. May I read mine? Please. <sighs> Eli was a star. Inside the kids and mine's, it's just pure. It's pure classic. Anyway, I'll, I'll let you take it in. Mm-hmm. Judge for Taking it in. I'm going to breathe it in. Eli was a star. Inside, the kids were gathered around the couch. They were talking in whispers so as not to scare Eli. When's my turn to hold him? Asked Maria, who's eight. She hopped from foot to foot with impatience. You're behind me, Lenny said, pushing himself closer to Marianne and Eli. Look at his little foot, cried Melody. She's seven, and like Maria, she goes to Stony Brook Day School instead of Stony Brook Elementary. Bill, Melody's nine-year-old brother, shouldered his way past her and stared at the baby. What a little doink, he said. (laughs) He was trying to act tough, but he was just as smitten with Eli as the rest of us. That's right, and Miles is a doink. And what a little doink. He is kind of a doink. And that's what they're saying about your child, and Hodges and Bill Corman are saying that your child, your only Child, your flesh and blood, your progeny, your great hope is a fucking doink. Yeah. And well, apple doesn't saying. fall too far from the tree. <laughs> um, and now we leave. And now we leave. Um, thank you so much for bearing with me, Tanner. Thank you for bearing with us, Riddle Babies. Please go and subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. Mm. Uh, we've got a lot of episodes up now. I recently did um, a song parody of the Snow Song Informer. Yep. And, and you were blown away today Yeah, uh, over text messages to me that song had, uh, so- Snow had a He's incredibly back. huge hit song this summer. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Billions yeah. of views on I, YouTube. I learned from you in, during that episode and recently followed up on it that Snow is back. Song of the Summer. Um, with a guy called... Uh, Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. Um, so please do subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, rate and review our show on iTunes. Mm. Buy our merch, bit.ly slash merch. What I would like to tell you after having said that is the following thing. This week, we read a novel that was called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 28, Abby and the Mystery Baby, uh, but it wasn't an official reading of the mystery book. It was just the final part of a fairly extensive episode of Mic Check, our podcast yep. within a podcast where we check our mics. Next yep. week, we'll be back, um, well, back and in the action. book wasn't called 
wasn't called Babysitter's Club Mystery Number 28. Right. And the Mystery Baby, it was called Babysitter's Club 28. Um, But that's irrelevant because we uh, whether we read it or not is irrelevant it was just part of mic check and next week we will be back with uh main canon babysitter's club number 43 dawn and the big sleepover right we're gonna take the blue pill and we're gonna go back to yeah reality yeah looking forward to that in the meantime i have been jack shepherd my name is Sandra Greenring. And please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy I love you. I just really want to oh. quickly apologize. There's someone, someone's like cleaning the co-working space behind me, in okay. case you're picking up any of those. Okay. In case you or the listeners are picking up any of those right. sounds. I just want to quickly okay. apologize for that. And so but go if, ahead, finish the outro. If they were, do you think right. that they would have, appre- it made it better to have my outro interrupted for your apology? Do you think it made it better for them? They're like, oh, well, that's, that that's sounds kind the... of annoying, but nowhere near as satisfying as having the outro interrupted right. by Tanner. No, and that is apologize. the joke I was doing because we did read that Reddit thread earlier about interrupting the episodes to apologize for background sounds. Wow. And that is the joke I was doing. Wow. Tanner, what does a podcaster say as a pickup line? What? My show is hard and lasts 60 minutes. Why are they all uh, like boner jokes? I don't get the boner stuff. I don't like it. (laughs) Are you sure you're not on like a Viagra (laughs) jokes page? Oh, that is what I am on. Um, do take your dream horse through that maze. Claudia's wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. We learned a few things. He's an environmental engineer, and he has the heart of a hippie. And that reminded Where? me of that Kevin Bacon movie. Where does he keep it? That's called a, uh, Heart of a Hippie. What is it? You know what I'm talking about? Where Kevin Bacon has a heart that's from that's not his heart? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, man. It's called um, Untamed Heart. And, and so what happens in Untamed Heart is he a serial killer gets put to death and he is a, a donor. And Oh, and when I said Kevin Bacon, I meant Christian Slater. Yep. And he gets the heart from the serial killer, and it starts making him do killings and crimes, too. And, and you know how Christian Slater is an actor that's different from Kevin Bacon, right? Uh, yeah, he's in The Perch. Yeah, and so he's in this movie called Untamed Heart. Uh, waitress hardly notices a shy busboy who secretly loves her until one night she's attacked, and he comes to her rescue. And that has nothing to do with the heart. He's got the heart of a hippie. <laughs> It says that in the recap. No. <laughs> he claims he has a baboon's heart. Who does? Mr. Stevenson? Christian Slater. Oh, okay. That he doesn't have his, uh And it makes him do baboon crimes. A man's heart. And that is the movie, and I did know it. And Baboons seem too right. small to sustain a human body. But I think that's the thing, but his love is so strong. Oh, okay. Baboon crimes. That was a HeadGum Podcast.